0: Hey, guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. You know, the fall will be here before you know it, and the temperatures will start to drop and get a little bit cooler. So swing on by Leon Tailoring to get you something warm that will not burn a hole in your pocket. Maybe it's a nice little bit of a heavier jacket or maybe a heavier blouse or skirt, or no matter what it is, maybe a nice sweater. No matter what it is, you can get it at Leon Taylor. You can get it ready-made or custom-made or tailor-made. Just go on in, tell them Abdul sent you, and they'll take care of you, and they'll be happy to do it as well. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis.
1: Good evening, and welcome to the 2022 U.S. Senate Debate organized by the Independent Nonpartisan Indiana Debate Commission. We are live in the studios of WFYI in downtown Indianapolis, and in just a moment you'll hear from the three candidates on the ballot this fall. My name is Laura Merrifield-Wilson, and it's my pleasure to serve as your moderator this evening. I'm an Associate Professor of Political Science at the University of Indianapolis, as well as a member of the Indiana Debate Commission. Now we'll meet the candidates. Their lectern positions and question order were chosen by a drawing. The first candidate is incumbent Republican Senator Todd Young. Our second candidate is Libertarian James Seniac, And the third candidate is Democrat Tom McDermott. The debate commission has selected tonight's questions using hundreds of ideas submitted by Hoosiers all across the state. The topics have not been shared in advance with the candidates. The rules for our debate are simple. Candidates will be given one minute to make an opening statement, and then I'll begin with the questions. Each candidate will have one minute to respond to each question. Candidates may request an opportunity for a 30-second rebuttal by raising their hands. So let's begin with the opening statements. We'll hear first from Mr. Todd Young. Senator, you have one minute to make an opening statement.
0: Well, thank you, Dr. Wilson. I want to thank the uh, Indiana Debate Commission, WFYI, for hosting this debate. I, of course, want to thank Mr. Seniak and and Mayor McDermott for joining me this evening. As Hoosiers watch from their living rooms this evening, we know that they are hurting. They are hurting as a result of the multi-trillion dollar tax and spend policies of the Biden administration, which have led to uh, incredibly costly gas and and groceries, which uh, has made life unaffordable. They're hurting as a result of the open Borders policy, which is polluting our towns and cities alike uh, with all sorts of illegal substances. Uh, They're hurting as as a result of the blunders overseas, uh, which which have left Americans dead. Just recently, Republicans were in control. Uh, When Republicans were in control, we lowered taxes, we lightened regulations. The economy was poised for takeoff when we emerged from the global pandemic. All of that was interrupted under Democratic control. I will fight to work across the aisle but I will oppose this agenda of Hoosiers re-elect me. I hope to earn your support. Thank
1: you. Next, we'll hear from Mr. Seniak. You have one minute.
2: Good evening. Thank you to the Indiana Debate Commission for hosting this. I believe this is where we have civil conversations about real solutions for Hoosier households. I grew up in northern Indiana. I'm a lifetime Hoosier and a Hufflepuff. I absolutely know what a hard work ethic is because I watched my dad work in the steel mills of Gary, Indiana, and then later at the RV factories. My mom, she was a teacher and she showed perseverance and patience for her community. These are the skills that I took to Indianapolis when I became a behavior therapist. I work with kids with autism and these kids have taught me more than I have taught them. They've taught me patience, community, how to overcome challenges. All things that I want to take to Washington. Patience for real solutions for Hoosiers. Overcoming the challenges that our our world and the issues that we are facing currently. We need to have solutions for the now and for the future. We absolutely have to take real solutions so that the next generation will have an economy, will have an opportunity. And I appreciate you with listening to my solutions. Thank
1: you, Mr. Siniak. Finally, we'll hear from Mr. McDermott. You have one minute.
3: Hi, my name is Tom McDermott. I'm the Democratic nominee for US Senate. I'm a husband to my wife, Marissa, a father of four. I'm a veteran, served six years in the United States Navy, honorably discharged, served on a fast-attack nuclear-powered submarine where I was an electrician. I was also the ship's diver. Unlike Senator Young, I owe no politicians in Washington DC, nothing. I don't take corporate PAC money, I don't take special interest money. I've been the five-term mayor for the city of Hammond and over the last 19 years I brought in a billion dollars in new economic development, created a nationally award-winning college scholarship program, and worked closely with my police department fighting crime in my city. I'm pro-woman, I'm pro-choice, I want to remind all the women in Indiana that Senator Young appoint, confirmed three of the justices to the U.S. Supreme Court that overturned Roe versus Wade, removing your civil liberties. I don't think it's right that Hoosier women are treated like second-class citizens. Senator Young told us in 2016 he was 100% against abortion with no exceptions, and he followed through by confirming three anti-choice U.S. Supreme Court justices. My name is Tom McDermott, GoMcDermott.com. Thank you.
1: Thank you candidates. Now we will begin with the first question. Mr. Young, with inflation and the cost of living going up, what is your plan to help struggling Hoosiers?
0: Thank you. The plan is quite simple. We need to stop spending trillions of dollars we don't have on things we don't need. When the Biden-Harris administration came into office, we were poised for 5 to 6% economic growth. That's incredibly robust economic growth. And it, we were poised uh, for, for that sort of economic growth because of the tax and regulatory policies we saw when Republicans were in control unfortunately the first thing they did when they came into office is, is rush through a stimulus bill this is the last thing you want to do a stimulus bill uh, which led to all manner of inflation so we need to stop spending trillions of dollars that will just exacerbate this problem uh, we also need to deregulate particularly our oil and gas sector if we can bring more of our homegrown oil and gas online that will bring down the price of oil when President Biden came into office the cost per gallon was is roughly two dollars per gallon it's now over four here in indiana
2: things need to change
1: thank you mr Siniak?
2: hoosiers are facing a very rough economy right now and they're feeling it in their wallets they're having to choose between school supplies and dinner and like the incumbent said spending is an issue but unlike the incumbent, I don't just disagree with spending when it's the other side. He has spent more than Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, and it's time that Hoosiers realize that we need to do better. We have to balance the budget so that we can get inflation rates down. When we, ha- when we don't have a balanced budget and we keep spending, the Fed will keep printing money, and that contributes to inflation the supply chain is also an issue we have to look at the supply chain but that there are solutions that we can look at like repealing the jones act so it's easier for hoosiers to get supplies that they need from other areas of the country inflation is a real issue that requires real solutions for hoosier homes
1: thank you and mr mcdermott
3: senator young wants us to believe in Indiana that Joe Biden walked into the White House and inflation was all his fault. Senator Young's been in Washington DC for 12 years and raised the nation's debt 16 trillion dollars since he's been in office. He's the most liberal Republican I've ever met. Now he wants to blame all the world's problems and it is a world problem. Inflation across the world is sky high right now and he wants us to believe that Joe Biden's responsible for 100% of the nation's problems right now and he shares no responsibility for that. Senator Young's been in office for 12 years and he needs to take responsibility for the spending that he's created by adding to our nation's debt. Right now, like I said, since he's been in office, he's added $16 trillion to our nation's $30 trillion debt. And you know what causes inflation? Government spending. If Senator Young would have been paying more attention to that, we may not be dealing with these inflation problems as we are right now.
1: Senator Young, you requested a rebuttal. You have 30 seconds.
0: Yes, thank you. $6 trillion. $6 $6 trillion rushed through by President Biden and Vice President Harris and, and uh, the far left of the D- Democratic Party. Uh, listen, even Jason Furman, a prominent Democratic economist, even Larry S- Summers, who has in the past advised uh, Democratic uh, Presidents of the United States, indicated that it was unwise to pass a massive $1.8 trillion stimulus bill when President Biden came into office. I sat in the Oval Office. I told him this would catalyze inflation. It has done so.
1: Thank you. Mr. McDermott, you also request a rebuttal. You have 30 seconds.
0: You're going to hear from Senator Young a little further on the debate
3: when he talks about the CHIPS Act, which is another spending bill that he works side by side with Joe Biden to help pass. It's inflationary. It adds to our nation's debt. And he's going to talk about it because when Senator Young supports spending, that's good inflation. But when Senator Young doesn't support it, that's bad inflation. The spending bill, the CHIPS Act that he voted for is a spending bill proposed by President Biden. Todd Young stood side by side with him, took pictures with him and Helps add to our nation's inflation problem.
1: Thank you. The Inflation Reduction Act capped monthly insulin costs for Medicare beneficiaries. Do you support or oppose legislation to cap out of pocket costs for privately insured patients? Mr. Siniak, we'll start with you.
2: We have to open the patent system so that medical costs can come down. Uh, these are solutions for real Hoosiers that when we look at our costs and our everyday uh, health needs. It's hurting Hoosiers again, and we have to look at real solutions to bring down those costs. So whether it's opening the patent system or whether it's just making medicine more competitive, we absolutely can have solutions, and Hoosiers will see that when I'm in Washington, D.C. Thank you. Mr. McDermott?
3: You know, in the Inflation Reduction Act, the part of the act that dealt with capping the cost of insulin struck home for me, because I just got done on the campaign trail talking with a young lady named Madeline, who's diabetic, and spent $790 a month on her insulin medication. Senator Young had an opportunity to vote for capping Madeline's cost at $35 a month, which would have saved her over $9,000 a year, and he voted against it. Knowing full well that the state he represents is the sixth highest state in the nation with the rate of diabetes, yet he still voted against capping the cost of insulin at $35 a month. Why? Why would he do that when he knows that he has one of the worst states in the nation with the rate of diabetes? Well, all you have to do is take a look at his campaign finance report and realize how much money he takes in from the pharmaceutical industry to do nothing to help with this nagging problem in Indiana.
1: Thank you. Mr. Young.
0: We've heard this sort of mischaracterization of, of the inf- uh, insulin provisions uh, on, on the campaign trail. Uh, it's either because one of my opponents is misinformed uh, or it's because they are intentionally distorting Hoosiers. Either way, it doesn't uh, seem to instill trust. With respect to insulin, Republicans voted on a package. I supported a package that would have ensured we brought the uninsured along. The Democrats couldn't go for it because uh, it, it didn't allow for them to have a key. Can- campaign issue. But instead, uh, Republicans want to make sure that those who didn't have insurance at all could afford uh, their insulin. In fact, we propose giving it to Hoosiers for free. But Chuck Schumer and other Democrats uh, oppose that proposal. So there are a lot of things uh, that we can do to bring down health care costs. Perhaps we'll have an opportunity to get into uh, more broadly the issue uh, in a bit.
3: Mr. McDermott, you have 30 seconds for a rebuttal. You know what else the Inflation Reduction Act had that Todd Young voted against, that Senator Todd Young voted against? Prescription drug price relief for our seniors. That's also included in that bill, which allowed a me- a Medicare recipients in the federal government to negotiate with pharmaceutical companies to help lower the price of, of pharmaceuticals drugs, which would save seniors thousands of dollars a year, and our U.S. Senator, our senior senator, voted against it. Voted against seniors, voted against capping the price of drugs, voted against
0: lowering the cost of prescription drugs. I think that that's abysmal.
1: Mr. Young, you have 30 seconds.
0: The Inflation Reduction Act, so-called, doubled the size of the IRS, I'm not, I don't know of many of my neighbors who say, gosh, inflation's really biting me. Biden's policies are crushing me. I, I want them to uh, increase the number of auditors at the IRS. How about increased taxes? It does that, too, including on those who make less than $10,000 a year. Once the proud party of the working class, the National Democratic Party, uh, uh, supports that as well. Billions for the Green New Deal initiatives, that as well. does nothing for inflation whatsoever. I'm glad I opposed it. Thank you.
1: Our next question is, Americans pay the highest prescription drug prices in the world. If elected, what, if anything, would you do about this? Mr. McDermott, you get to go first.
3: I won't allow myself to be corrupted by special interests if, when I become Indiana's next U.S. Senator. I'm going to remember who is always my bosses. My bosses are the 6.6 million Hoosiers that live in this state, and our senior senator has forgotten who his bosses are. He thinks his bosses are the ones that funds his lavish campaign account and gives them hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. He pays more attention to them than he does to us average Hoosiers. I think the Inflation Reduction Act, lowering the price of prescription drugs, capping the cost of insulin, was a great move for our state and I would have been proud to support that. But our senior senator doesn't agree because he's beholden to the pharmaceutical industry that gives him hundreds of thousands of dollars in his lavish campaign account, which paralyzes him. He can't do good things for Hoosiers and at the same time anger the people that are funding his campaign account, so he chooses to do nothing. Thank you. Mr. Young?
0: Listen, there are several things we need to do. We need, we need to increase transparency into the system. We need more reporting uh, about the middlemen in particular. After you research and, and develop a drug, you have middlemen uh, who take a lot of money off the top. That increases the price of, of drugs for so many Hoosiers. Uh, we need increased competition. It's a role for the Department of Justice to make sure that uh, we don't have pharmaceutical companies and others gaming the system uh, once uh, products come off of Pat. And uh, we need to move more towards result-based medicine, meaning if we have the opportunity to actually uh, measure uh, whether or not a particular compound works and works effectively, we ought to base compensation on that. I've put forward uh, some proposals
2: uh, to do that very thing.
1: Thank you. Mr. Siniak.
2: Hoosiers are hurting, and medical costs are absolutely hurting them. And this is an issue, a real issue that we need to look at in Washington, DC. But we need to look at it by opening up the market, by looking at the patent system, by making medicine more competitive. Like the American dream, competition breeds a healthy ground where we can bring down cost. When we have that competition, we will have that cost naturally decreased. There's ways to do that without government interference and we need to make sure that we prioritize decreasing prices for Hoosiers and their families.
1: Mr. McDermott, you request a rebuttal. You have 30
3: seconds. Senator Young talking about transparency. What a hoot. We're lucky we're here right now. I remember Senator Young speaking at a a public event, and he was being filmed by one of his constituents, and he had one of his people go out there and tell him to put the camera down. Senator Young is not transparent, and we're lucky we're even here for one debate. When I challenged him for nine debates across the state of Indiana, I think that's a reasonable expectation. We're running for the highest federal office in the state of Indiana, and we got one hour with Senator Young, and here we are right now, and we're lucky we got that. Transparency, give me a break. Thank you.
1: The US has committed over fifty billion in aid to Ukraine. Should Hoosiers care about the war in Ukraine? And if so, why? And what, if anything, should the US do to shape the outcome of the war? Mr Young?
0: This is an essential uh, geopolitical and national security issue, uh, not just for the Ukrainian people, but for the entire world, especially Americans. We need to stand up uh, for the basic principles of, of self-government and, and sovereignty. If we don't in Ukraine, then Xi Jinping, the leader of China, and and the MOAs in Iran, uh, will uh, infer weakness from our failure to uh, assist the Ukrainians. So uh, I stand arm in arm with the Biden administration in their effort to resource our brave Ukrainian fighters. Now, I also stand arm-in-arm as we press the Europeans to step up to carry more of the load themselves so that the United States can focus our energy and our resources elsewhere uh, post-haste. But uh, this is indeed a national security issue that uh, uh, could determine the future of the world. If we don't arrest uh, them there, then uh, you're going to see Xi Jinping... uh, Move on Taiwan and perhaps some other areas that will impact our, our lines of trade and Thank other you. Uh, and issues of consequence. Mr.
1: Ciniak,
2: Ukraine and what's happening internationally is is a concern to Hoosiers. It's also a concern what we do with war and what nations we look at. We have to come to the table and look at solutions with our neighbors, our community neighbors around the world to find ways to find peace in this issue. Ukraine is a, is a tricky issue, but I've been at war America's been at war most of my life, and I look at the soldiers and the issues that they come home with, the PTSD, the lack of true medical care. I look at the fact that they have high homeless rates and high suicide rates. The cost of war is absolutely something that Hoosiers know when they see their families come with these devastations. The incumbent encouraged through his Twitter immediate action, immediate boots on the ground. I want to look at diplomatic solutions. I want to come to our neighbors and look for diplomacy. Thank you, Mr.
1: Siniak. Mr. McDermott.
3: Nobody has to tell Mayor McDermott that Russia is our mortal enemy because I served six years in the United States Navy underwater off the coast of Russia, and Russian submarines are currently off the coast of America right now, and that's the way it's been since the 1960s. Russia wants to destroy America militarily. I know Senator Young likes to focus on China, and I think China is a threat, but it's more of a financial threat. Russia is pointing nuclear weapons at us, Russia is pointing nuclear weapons at Ukraine, and they're threatening to use those nuclear weapons, so we need to do everything we can can as Americans to supply arms to Ukraine, to let them to continue the fight and regain the territory that they're gaining back, to supply NATO, and to to, to increase our alliance with NATO. I'm super happy that Sweden and Finland joined our alliance, and I'm looking forward to the day when Ukraine
0: settles this dispute and enjoys the NATO alliance as well.
1: Thank you. Mr. Young, you have 30 seconds for rebuttal.
0: Well, there seems to be pretty broad agreement among the candidates here that some measure of involvement by the United States is needed. I, of course, agree with that. What is not needed is this continued stubborn clinging to a Green New Deal, this anti-U.S. Uh, fossil fuel policy that the Biden administration has put in place. It's trying to bring more oil and gas online. That will allow us to send more of it to the Europeans who are who are dependent on the Russians right now and to ourselves so that inflation won't be uh, jacked up.
1: Thank you political candidates. Oh, Mr. McDermott, would you like 30 seconds? Just a quick
0: rebuttal. You know, it's, I I,
3: uh, I appreciate what Senator Young just said, but we also need to realize that climate change is happening. Our environment is currently being damaged, and we have to get on this this worldwide problem immediately before it's irreparable. irreparably harmed. Uh, the earth is irreparably harmed. I go back to places I grew up, and I see rivers that are dried up and lakes that are dried up, fires that happen every season, and we need to do something about it instead of sticking our head in the sand, Senator. I'd
1: like to remind our candidates that while we have the opportunity for a rebuttal, I have many wonderful questions that Hoosier submitted. I know they're waiting to hear them ask I just and think answered. it's real,
0: real important on this one. I, I
1: will be asking another question on the environment very right. shortly, so All I appreciate right. your patience. Thanks so much. The next question I have involves the 2020 election. Political candidates nationwide continue to argue that the 2020 presidential election was stolen. Who do you think won the 2020 presidential election, and why do you think that? Mr. Siniak, we'll begin with you.
2: Hoosiers are frustrated with the voting process because there was a concern that their voice wasn't heard. Biden won the presidency. He is our president. But the concern is still there. Why do Hoosiers feel that their voice was not heard through the election process? We have to look at these concerns, these very real concerns, because your vote does matter. Your vote is important and it's essential to democracy. So, yes, Biden is our president. But why do we feel that our votes are not being counted correctly? We have to look at this from a federal issue uh, standpoint, and I want to make sure that we have equality within our election system.
1: Thank you. Mr.
3: McDermott? The thing that's real frustrating about our senior senator is the two faces that we see of Todd Young. Todd Young comes in here and he's going to tell you that Joe Biden won the election, I imagine. But on January 6th, Todd Young stood on the steps of the U.S. Senate in his camouflage jacket, which is not normal attire for a U.S. senator to wear, especially on January 6th. And he told a, a group of protesters that he agreed with them, that Donald Trump won the election, but he took an oath under God and then he walked into the U.S. Senate and voted for Joe Biden. On the steps of the Capitol, he says, I agree that President Trump won the election. It's on tape. You could look at it. Then he walks into the U.S. Capitol and displays his second face where he votes Joe Biden as the President of the United States. The fact is this. Joe Biden did win the presidency. We need to continue the Democratic experiment by acknowledging when you lost. And I've lost before. And I called up the person that beat me on that night. It was the hardest phone call I made in my life. And I said, congratulations, Congressman. You won. I'm going to do anything I can help you to succeed. And I meant it. And that's what you're supposed to do when you lost, and the President of the United States didn't even have the same courage to do that, and a mayor of the city of Hammond Thank did Thank you. Mr. Young.
0: What an unfortunate uh, presentation that just was. Um, I'm reminded of, of uh, Abraham Lincoln's response to Stephen Douglas. Um, Abraham Lincoln said, if, if I had two faces, you think I'd be wearing this one. Um Listen. I, I acknowledge uh, the day that the election became official, uh, that Joe Biden was president of the United States. Uh, I did indeed support someone else. So did a majority of Hoosiers on the election night. But the moment that those uh, electoral ballots were submitted uh, to through the Electoral College, as, as mandated, just weeks after the election, I acknowledged it. So um, I think the record is pretty clear on that one.
1: Thank you. Under what circumstance, if any, should abortion be legally allowed, and should the legality of abortion be decided at the federal or the state level? Mr. McDermott, you go first.
3: I support Roe vs. Wade, and there were limitations in Roe vs. Wade. And Roe vs. Wade worked for my entire life, for five decades. It was the precedent established by the U.S. Supreme Court that women had the right to privacy, including the right to have an abortion. And Todd Young, in his radical GOP agenda, voted to add, confirm three of the justices to the U.S. Supreme Court that, doesn't, that didn't respect 50 years of precedent, and they threw America into tor- turmoil. Right now, women in Indiana don't even know what the current status of the abortion law in our state is. It's because it's confusing. There are rights that should be set by the U.S. Supreme Court, and when they are set by the U.S. Supreme Court, they shouldn't be removed, especially after five decades of precedent. So I believe that rights that are granted by the U.S. Supreme Court should stay with the American people. We, you know, and, and quite frankly, I'm ashamed that Senator Young, who is anti-abortion in all cases, including in rape, incest, and life of the mother, did exactly what he told, and he gerrymandered the Supreme Court so that Roe v. Wade was
0: overturned.
1: Thank you. Mr. Young.
0: Thanks so much. I agree with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yes, that's right. The liberal exponent of of, uh, abortion rights uh, as a matter of policy, but as a matter of law, Ruth Bader Ginsburg said that Roe v. Wade uh, was a weak law. It... Did not invite a conversation with the legislature. What she meant is that we have a democratic process in this country. We have a tradition, and it's part of our fundamental law, uh, that it is the people that weighs in on, on uh, various decisions of, of consequence. What Roe decided was, or, or what uh, the Dodd decision decided, was that Roe was no longer law because it didn't invite that conversation. The people of Indiana and 49 other states are in the process, consistent with our values and, and uh, ideas of, of trying to get this right. I don't pretend, I don't think anyone pretends that we've gotten it right. I do accept, accept exceptions and, and uh, I'll accept whatever the people of Indiana
2: decide. Thank you, Mr. Siniak abortion is an issue that has divided our nation i maintain that politicians should not act as physicians and there's many times especially with women that i am not going to pretend to understand those decisions that need to be made especially when it comes to end of life decisions i believe that despite whatever law is created either pro-life or to codify it that we can still reduce abortions throughout America. And it's through a plan that looks through not banning abortion, but through the heart and the concerns that women have when they're making these decisions. It's looking at economic reasons and and helping them thrive economically. It's making contraceptive options available over the counter. It's making sure that young men and women understand what safe sex practices are. So, politicians shouldn't act as physicians. There's many medical needs that we absolutely have to protect. But at the same time, we can still have solutions that reduce abortion across America, no matter what each state decides. Mr.
1: McDermott, you may have 30 seconds for a rebuttal.
2: Senator Young made the argument that he thinks Indiana should be the one that
3: gets to make the decision on whether or not women have the right to privacy to have this procedure done. But we didn't give that right, once it was granted, to the southern states after the Civil War, when we passed the Civil War Amendments. If we gave states the right to whether or not to enforce the Civil War Amendments, there are some states that would have chosen, that would have chosen to discriminate against African Americans. So there are some rights that have to be established by the Supreme Court and cannot be taken away, and that includes the right to abortion, and I'm 100% pro-choice, and I'm going to fight to codify Roe versus Wade when I become your senator.
0: This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours
2: to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.